her state of the state speech, her her budget address, both of which will happen within a week of each other in January. Um, you know, if you ask her about it, she'll she'll you know say we're putting that together now, and, and she won't really reveal her cards. Hi there, it's WAMC News Director Ian Pickus. And on this episode of the WAMC News Podcast, we preview the new legislative session in Albany. In 2023, New York Governor Kathy Hochul and fellow Democrats who control the state legislature grappled over a week's late budget and left Albany for the year disagreeing over the governor's housing proposal. Now lawmakers are preparing to return to the Capitol for the new session starting January 3rd. Housing, public safety, and a challenging budget are all on the horizon in this election year. And joining us for a preview is WNYC Capitol reporter John Campbell. Hi, John. Hi, Ian. So where we left off, it was a bit scattershot. The Assembly had to come back uh, to finish some bills. They left town in Albany with disagreement over housing. How do things look to you now that we're heading into a new session starting January 3rd? Well, I think housing is still going to be a significant issue in Albany going into this next legislative session, but it's an election year for, for all 213 state lawmakers, and that is significant because a lot of times you don't want to take difficult votes. Now, that being said, there are a lot of lawmakers who are pushing for, for various housing-related issues, including good cause eviction. That is essentially something that would... Uh, prohibit landlords from from raising rent by a certain percentage every single year and uh, also would only allow landlords to evict tenants for good cause if they you know rip up the place or or various other reasons that would be allowed under this law and that is something that lawmakers are going to be pushing governor hokel to include in some sort of housing compromise that might also include say a, a housing proposal for New York City, New York City's 421A law, which is uh, has expired. And that's something that that is a, a credit to developers, a tax credit to developers uh, who build housing with a certain percentage of affordable units. That's something that long time for a long time, Democratic lawmakers have criticized as a giveaway to developers. It's expired, but developers are pushing for that. The governor supports some sort of re-upping of that. The mayor of New York City report, supports some sort of re-upping of that. And there is, you know, perhaps some sort of hypothetical where you can cut some sort of deal for that. But so far, the governor has not supported good cause eviction. She was cool to the idea recently when she was asked about uh, some sort of compromise there. But that is one of the big things that I anticipate we'll see being discussed during much of the legislative session, which runs from January to June. A lot of times around this part of the year, we start to find out what some of the other priorities for the governor will be. Ahead of her State of the State address January 9th, what else is on her agenda for 2024? We know that the governor has made a big deal about uh, supporting mental health programs. I anticipate that some sort of, of widespread mental health plan will be part of her agenda. Uh, we also know that she ha has already said that she does not intend on raising taxes. And when you're talking about raising taxes at the state level, you're generally talking about income taxes. That's something else that kind of puts 
Governor Hochul, a more moderate Democrat, at odds with some of the progressives in the legislature. They really want to increase taxes on the wealthy to fund the education system, to fund public transit, to fund all sorts of different things they want to do through increasing taxes on the wealthy. The governor has already said she does not intend on increasing taxes on on anyone, income taxes, that is. Uh, and she says we have to, quote, live within our means. That's another thing that I think we'll see. But, you know, the governor is pretty disciplined about not getting ahead of herself when it comes to her state of the state speech, her her budget address, both of which will happen within a week of each other in January. Um, you know, if you ask her about it, she'll she'll, you know, say we're putting that together now and, and she won't really reveal her cards. But those two speeches are really when we get the big picture ideas from the governor about how she wants the legislative session and really the entire year to go. Who's got the leverage this time around? Uh, governor Hochul won a close election ahead of the last legislative session. Uh, Democrats still have super majorities. Um, so who's going to be driving uh, the issues of the day? Well, last year we saw Demo the Democratic legislature and, and the Democratic Senate in particular, really flex its muscle. And we saw that when it came to the chief judge. Governor Hochul nominated Hector LaSalle for, for chief judge of the state of New York, which also puts him on the Court of Appeals. Uh, and and the Democratic Senate rejected that pick. And it had never happened in the, in the history of the New York selecting judges in this manner, which goes back to the 70s, the Senate had never rejected a, a governor's pick for, for chief judge, uh, for any judge on the Court of Appeals. So we saw the Democratic legislature flex its muscle. And I would honestly anticipate seeing that continue to happen going into the new year, the new session. I mean, you have a powerful state legislature right now, in part because they have that supermajority in part because some of the leader the leaders have have more longevity than than the governor at this point. Um, so I think you you're starting to see that that dynamic change in Albany during the Cuomo years. The executive was very 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 strong. That being said, the the Constitution and how New York's system works, it it. It calls for a strong executive, and it gives the executive a lot of power, especially in the state budget process. And you will see Governor Hochul flex her muscle there. I mean, she she's already shown that she's willing to take budgets late beyond the March 31st deadline, and that is a way where she can try to hold out and, and extract things from the legislature. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again this year, too. Yeah. So let's talk more about that. Um, Controller DiNapoli has been warning about uh, a revenue crunch in New York State on the horizon. Um, Hochul's own budget office has been warning about a tougher budget year. So what will that mean, practically speaking? Well, it's a tough budget year and it's a tough budget year in an election cycle, uh, in a, in a re-election year for state lawmakers. So that makes it kind of doubly tough, quite frankly. So it, it, it means that there will be a lot of push to increase taxes on the wealthy from the legislature, like we discussed earlier. Um, and, and it's going to kind of set up this, this tough dynamic between them and the governor, and especially when it comes to budgetary issues. And, you know, another thing that's, that's tough on the budget this year is the, the migrant situation in New York City. New York City is getting tens of thousands of migrants um, I, I mean, they've seen more than 100,000 migrants since uh, over the last year and a half or so. 
And that is something that that the mayor of New York City has been basically begging for more state help, more federal help primarily, but also for more help from the state. You're going to see uh, the mayor kind of push for that as well. And, and the governor who is trying to um, maintain a good relationship with Mayor Adams in New York City, she'll face some pressure there as well. That is another thing that's going to make this budget situation difficult. Let's talk more about that state-city relationship. Um, she has not abandoned Mayor Adams, who's facing uh, these investigations related to his ties to uh, Turkey and a number of other kind of smaller scale scandals so far. Uh, how is the dynamic between New York City, the mayor, the governor, the state going to play out in 2024? Not only has she not abandoned Mayor Eric Adams, the New York City mayor, uh, she stuck by him and has made a point of standing by him as this uh, as this investigation continues. And both the mayor and the governor in public have said very, very nice things about each other and have have tried to to project uh, a a kind of a team atmosphere that they're working together. And that is because we've seen over and over and over again, the mayor of New York City and the governor of New York get into enormous public fights. And that happened with Mayor, um, with Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo. That, that really happened with them. It happened with, with every governor, you know, going back for decades. So it is, they're, they're trying to project that they're working together. And I think in general, they do seem to have a decent working relationship, which is a big deal because New York City, the way that the state constitution is structured, New York City has to ask for permission to do a lot of things in all, uh, within their own borders. They have to get permission from Albany to do a lot of things. So it is they're trying to project that they're working together. So far, it is working out. Now, if the investigation into Mayor Adams were to progress to a point of, say, charges or or something of that nature, well, then that that's a very different story. But at this point, the mayor, the governor seem to be working relatively well together, or at least that's the image that they're trying to project. Let's talk about some other stuff uh, that's going to take shape in 2024. One huge decision that happened just ahead of the holidays means that New York is going to have new congressional maps and districts for the third straight congressional election. Uh, what will the impacts of that be? It's a big deal for Democrats in particular as they try to take control of the House of Representatives. They got to flip a handful of seats nationwide. And if they get new lines here, which they have through uh, through the Court of Appeals decision earlier this month, if they once those new lines come down, they're anticipating that they will be more beneficial to the Democrats than the current lines, which were drawn by a special master appointed by the court system. And Republicans performed very, very well under those lines. They picked up three seats in New York alone that helped Republicans take control of, of the House in 2022. Democrats are hoping maybe they can flip a couple of those seats back. Maybe they can pick up a, a seat here or there, and that would help them on their national quest here. That said, Republicans aren't quite ready to to throw in the towel on the current districts yet, and that is because they're arguing that if this if there's some sort of delay, if Democrats try to gerrymander these seats, 
they'll sue in court and maybe they can make an argument that, hey, this is going to delay the elections. Let's just leave these current districts in place for one more election cycle and uh, and then we won't have to delay the elections. That would be a really interesting dynamic here. It's hypothetical. It's it basically all we know is that the Independent Redistricting Commission is drawing new maps. The legislature, it'll be up to them to accept or reject them. If they reject them, then the Democrats in the legislature will get to draw their own maps. And at that point, you would almost see Republicans take it back to court. But it, it's it's a huge national implications. There's no two ways about it. And speaking of that New York City election, which is coming closer all the time, uh, how likely do you think it is that former Governor Andrew Cuomo could wind up on a ballot in that race? Well, he's he's been making noise about it, even if he himself hasn't been the one saying it in public. You've seen lots of reports about people quote close to, to Cuomo saying that he might run for, for New York City mayor if Eric Adams were to, you know, resign or be uh, indicted and, and and be forced to resign, things like that. You know, I, who knows? It's difficult to tell whether how serious he is about this, or is this about keeping your name out there and and perhaps you know keeping your 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 name in the public consciousness so you can run for something in the future. I have talked to some some Cuomo folks and and some Cuomo related folks, people in his orbit, we should say. And their point is, well, if you can't be governor, then maybe New York City mayor is is uh, is is the next best thing from his perspective. And that is, you know, he's he, it could it happen? Sure, it could happen. I also have a hard time uh, seeing him, Andrew Cuomo in particular, be in the position of having to beg Albany, to approve something in New York City if he were in the mayor, the mayor's office or come up to what we call Tin Cup Day, where, where the mayors all over the state come up and testify in front of the legislature and say, I need this, I need that, I need this. I, I That is very difficult for me to, to picture, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. I would love to hear the explanation of the city-state relationship from the perspective of a now Mayor Cuomo. Yeah, I mean, that would be wild, especially because he made Mayor de Blasio's life very difficult when when Andrew Cuomo was Governor Cuomo. So it, it would be the, the dynamic there would be absolutely fascinating and and the, the strategy there would be fascinating. But he would have to a enter a race, b win a multi part primary with ranked choice voting. Um, you know, there are a lot of steps that would have to happen and he would have to it would be a test of of how, what voters think of the myriad scandals that threw him out of office, essentially, uh, and, and helped lead to his resignation. That's our friend John Campbell from WNYC. He covers the Capitol. John, thanks, as always, for your time and insights and good luck with the new session. Thank you, Ian. My pleasure. OK, that does it for this episode of the WAMC News Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Ian Pickus.